Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, there are loads of ways to consume the internet and to keep yourself up to date on the people that you follow and to digest their content. But one way that people are delivering it these days is via the email newsletter. You may subscribe to loads and be a huge fan, or you may not subscribe to any, or you may be like me and subscribe to a few, but just never actually get around to reading them. But here today to make the case for actually reading those newsletters is Sophie White, author and uh, life guru, is what I have here in my running order. Sophie, how do you feel about being in that category? Oh my God, thank you. I've been <laughs> promoted. Well, I know you are a huge fan of newsletters. I am. I've been subscribing to newsletters um, for years. Um, I would like to say I was an early adopter. <laughs> One of the few things I've ever adopted early. Um, and I suppose actually the reason I got into them was because I really dislike social media. Okay. <laughs> um, So I really uh, am allergic to Twitter and Facebook, which is nowadays, unfortunately, um, the kind of big portals to Mm. the Internet. And it's like the way almost a lot of people um, kind of have their Internet sorted for them and they get served articles and news and, you know, content. And because I don't use those things, I suppose I from years ago started to seek out other ways Uh, and the newsletter is absolutely one of my favorite ways especially I think for people who miss long form Mm. Um, and like that's a thing you know I I think it's a thing that's really coming back but I think we went through a few years there of just these kind of you know really kind of mm, bit disposable articles that you click in and out of and they're a bit unsatisfactory Mm. Um, and also I suppose um it's just like the quality of writing in a lot of newsletters is just really, really gorgeous. Mm. And, you know, it's some stuff really in terms of subject matter that may not make it into, you know, a newspaper or magazine, but it's really enjoyable. And there's also a total freedom to it as well, because, you know, if you're writing for a publication or, you know, I don't know, a magazine or a newspaper, as you say, you're working with an editor, you often have to get topics approved, you know, Absolutely. you have a word count, there's a limit to what you can do. Whereas with a newsletter, it's it's yours, so you can do whatever you want. So you really are getting kind of the raw material, aren't you? Absolutely. And I think like creators can be like, just very free, as you said, but also like incorporate a lot of different kind of mediums, like a lot of people read their letters now. And um, so you'll have like a text version and an audio version which is so great or you know there'll often be like you know recommendations of other pieces of journalism for example books movies um included in these newsletters and it's just a really lovely sense of kind of this person curating you know entertainment for you so yeah um I think what kind of maybe put this in our minds was a recent newsletter from Marion Keys. And mm. um, so obviously Marion Keys needs absolutely no introduction. She is the unofficial um, Queen of Ireland. Um, <laughs> she's actually appearing at Corch Literary Festival this week. And her... Um, as are you. As am I on Sunday. Thank you. Yes. In conversation with Patrick Frayne, who I think we probably unofficial Prince of Ireland. Oh, my God. Yes. He's princely, I think, rather than kind of an actual king. All of the titles. And I have forgiven him for suggesting that we should all fancy uh, Enda Kenny in the Irish Times this week, which was troubling, to say the least. No offense, Enda, but... (laughs) 
that description of Enda's hair. <laughs> this rugged Enda. If you're not familiar um, with Patrick Frayne, and I know we had him on the show, but just if anybody's listening and you don't read Patrick Frayne's writing in the Irish Times, particularly his TV writing, you are missing out. It is so funny and so sharp. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. So Marion Keyes' newsletter. So yeah, Marion Keyes is the voice of the nation um, and as her talk is titled in court. And um, <laughs> so I think the thing a lot of Marion Keyes fans, and I, I know I have this, is the weight between books yeah. can be excruciating. We're so lucky she has an enormous back catalogue. I think it's 18 at last count books and 35 million copies sold worldwide. worldwide. I don't work for big Marion. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so when you're kind of trying to bridge that gap between her work, sign up for her newsletter. You can sign up on her website. You get just this really incredibly comforting dispatch from Marion Keys into your personal inbox um every month and it's just I mean it's just Marion it's always funny it's always just these like really relatable vignettes from her life there's great characters just like in her books Mammy Keys often makes cameos Mm -hmm. and it's just gorgeous and it's so um you know it's just very real um one of the newsletters uh the latest was Marion just detailing a day in her life in pandemic. And it was so, just, it was reassuring because it's everyone's day, you know? <laughs> she rolls over and doom scrolls. And then she has like, you know, like all of us, about nine existential crises before breakfast. And also even just like, I loved the way she included her breakfast yeah. um, and what she had, which is like, all I want to know about everybody, you know? Mm. Um, and also <laughs> every month I get this email and I have a flash of, oh my God, is Marion Keys emailing me? And then I'd be like, <laughs> it's a newsletter and it's not too much of a disappointment. So that I think was a newsletter that really touched a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last few weeks, because I think it, like I said, I think we were all really craving for yeah. a bit of recognition yeah. of what we're experiencing right now yeah. a year into a pandemic. And, and 17 weeks into this particular <laughs> level five, by the way, I counted during the week, which I think is a real reflection of how I was feeling. <laughs> I was like, this godforsaken lockdown has gone on for 17 weeks. I know. Yeah. But when you said it, you said it on your Instagram story and I was like, oh, grand that's why I'm like this you know as much as it was bleak information it was kind of again validating (laughs) well that's kind of why I said it because we have to acknowledge like this is not normal it's okay to not feel normal right now because it's not normal to be absolutely not in lockdown for 17 weeks no we're not built for it I mean when somebody texted me and was like hey don't not to not to denigrate Dublin Zoo but they were like Dublin Zoo's back open and I was like I'm just not ready like it's still too fresh I hear you okay let's uh let's tell me about a few more newsletters that you love let's give the people some recommendations yes yes absolutely okay so there's so many from brilliant Irish writers so I'll kind of start there I think so got Jean Sutton who is a wonderful Irish writer a lot of people will remember um Jean as a features writer for um, Image magazine for Stellar she's very smart she is very dry and witty and um, she does a newsletter. It's very much dispatches from life. Um, and it's, I mean, one recent letter, the title alone made me laugh out loud. It was just called um, Normalize 
being productive as the thing that rarely happens, please. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a line in it. I once, so quote, I once read an article in Women's Health magazine and it had a line, procrastination kills, and then led into what stress does to the heart and how heart disease is a leading cause of death for women in various countries. <laughs> the article was insane. Reading it was like someone telling you, I had a dream last night and you died in it. Why are you doing this to me? And it's very, very funny. And I think it's just a perfect example of like how, you know, you're just getting really different perspectives mm -hmm. on stuff that you are potentially experiencing or feeling yourself. Um, there's another wonderful um, writer called Lucy Goodwill. Mm. And she has a relatively new newsletter. I think it's on its fifth um, edition and her newsletter is called The Curiously Imperfect mm. and if it focuses on life on creativity and social action so Lucy is um, she works in sort of activism her writing is very insightful and um, it's very engaging she has fibromyalgia which is an invisible disability and um, it's it's really uh, I think so brilliant to like read her perspective on that as a kind of I mean it's an aside because obviously it's it's a kind of way that she experiences her life and mm. um, you know but it's it's so much more than that because obviously you know she talks about her creative work her you know her family her feelings her friends you know and I suppose sometimes you see uh, I find that sometimes writers can be a bit pigeonholed um you know uh, potentially writing with a focus on issues that they're experiencing mm. and um, you know that that can kind of you know just obviously be very it's just a huge waste of mm. great writers um, you know and their full their full range mm. and so I think it's uh, you know just a lovely way of um, you know the writer as you say completely sort of you know being in control and you know being able to shape and um, what they are choosing to like write about and bring to you and mm. um, let me see I do I have I've got some kind of internationals now get it um I've got one that is just I just adore it's Caitlin Greenidge and so she is a novelist from Brooklyn and her newsletter you know moves quite I think away from the personal um and into you know, a brilliant mix of like pop culture, politics, really sharp observations. And mm. um, so she herself has described the newsletter brilliantly as, quote, entirely unchained from the demands of the timely slash the zeitgeist. And um, it's deep dives on forgotten cultural phenomena, interviews with writers who write forgotten works, critiques and discussion groups around cult classics and art from the recent past. Um, and as a reader, I can tell you that, I mean, that sounds um, in parts a bit heavy. Mm. It ranges from serious to hilarious. Mm. Um, a fave recent one was um, where she devised a menu, a suggested accompaniment to go with the Harry and Meghan interview. <laughs> and I loved it so much because I don't care about the royals. And I will admit, Harry and Meghan drew me in a fair bit because obviously it was such a fascinating, um, you know, comment on the state of the the world with regards uh, racism mm. and obviously, you know, deep privilege, you know, a privilege so steeped that we can't even comprehend it, to be honest. Mm. Um, so I was slightly drawn in, but I really enjoyed uh, Caitlin Greenwich's, um, you know, uh, take on it. So mm. she writes, 
I don't even mess with the royal family like this normally, but like most people who love gossip, family drama and pretty people, I am very excited for this Oprah interview. <laughs> I love that because that's exactly it. There was so much kind of snootery by, you know, from some sections like totally. about the Harry and Meghan interview and like what it said about you if you cared. And it's like, hello, it is gossip. It is soap. Like it's aside from it being oh. a reflection of of all the things that you just said, it's also gossip. And as you have said repeatedly over this pandemic, Sophie, we are starved of gossip because oh nobody's doing anything. There's no absolutely. opportunity to do anything that's worth gossiping about. So, uh, you know, it is absolutely A-OK in my book to be lapping up gossip about the royals. Absolutely. Yeah. No shortage has been more troubling since <laughs> the terrible oat milk drought of 2018. <laughs> Honestly, it's been so harsh, so hard. There is very kind of another kind of echelon of the newsletter kind of genre is these very, um, I suppose, like very like high quality content from what are clearly very well connected writers. Mm -hmm. So there's a newsletter I really love called Conversations on Love. And it's by a writer called Natasha Lunn. Mm -hmm. And what she does is interviews guests. Um, all about love, their relationship to love, their various experiences of it. Mm. And she's had some like absolute top tier A-list guests. Mm. So that's an amazing one because you're just getting this type of interview that these people would probably normally never get, mm. never give in a kind of mainstream publication. Mm. It's intimate. And mm. she's had guests like Esther Perel, mm. Jeanette Winterson, who is just such a favorite of mine. I love her. Ariel Levy, Susie Orbach, like just really big names mm. and actually conversations on love has spawned a book and um, which is due this spring actually so mm. it's a book of the same name so look out for that it's natasha lunn and then i suppose there's also like really um you know rigorous kind of um intelligent writing around women's health mm. um, and things like that and i think you know women's health is a topic that is it has been kind of historically underserved luckily we're really moving away from that and i think it's getting the airspace that it so richly deserves um but i think sometimes you know the medium of kind of you know mainstream media can be a little bit constraining mm. because it's tricky, for example, to like call out Goop's nonsense, mm. it, you know, in a in a magazine or newspaper that really has to kind of adhere to, you know, very sort of strict parameters. Yeah. Now, Dr. Jen Gunter does not have to adhere to very strict parameters. She is the woman who is very famous for calling out and debunking Goop's nonsense. A lot of people mm. would probably have across her in writing for the New York Times yeah. and things like that. She is she is strident and hilarious, which is a combination I love. <laughs> and um, she has a newsletter um, that is so worth subscribing to yeah. because she has like serious, you know, chops. She yeah. is an MD. She's fantastic. Um, each, she's fantastic. She's each week she deep dives into a medical subject, as she says, that interests or enrages me. Fun. Often it's both. What a combination. And like I said, very informed. Um, she very recently <laughs> took on. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to get in here, so and I'm just not getting there. <laughs> I am so sorry. No, I'm so it's sorry. fine. I love it because you clearly are very passionate about these exactly. newsletters and that I'm is passionate. coming across. But unfortunately, I have to go to the news. Um, <laughs> Sophie, 
<laughs> Thank you so much for schooling us. Like <laughs> uh, you can find Sophie uh, on the social media platforms that she hates. If you want more information on newsletters, I'm sure she'd be happy to give it to you. Sophie White, thank you so much for joining me this morning. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, I really got to go. Louise McSharry on 2FM.